This podcast is completely free of charge. However, if you are enjoying it, we would ask you to leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to buy us a coffee, the details are in the show notes. Croeso i yma maedreigiau. Welcome to Here Be Dragons. Gyda cyfarwydd Cymru, with the storyteller of Wales, Professor Llysau. My story have you and a cisneg. Today's story is in English. All of these stories are 100% true, for a given value of true. Billy Duffy meets the devil. What is the oldest story in the world? Well, that's open to much debate. Some people think it might be a version of Cinderella. Others claim that Sleeping Beauty is the one, or possibly Beauty and the Beast. Then again, recently some very clever people suggested that the oldest story in the world might actually be one that is known as the Blacksmith and the Devil. Now this story crops up in all sorts of countries in all different forms, and this particular one was collected in Anglesey from an old sailor in the year 1891. It is called Billy Duffy and the Devil. Where are all the good men dead? In the heart? or in the head. Billy Duffy was not a good man. In fact, he was a drunkard, a blacksmith, a gambler, a swearer, a canoodler, a fighter, an arguer, and what's worse to the people of Anglesey, he was Irish. Now the thing is, you see, in most people's stories, the daft yet cunning, silly yet serious people always come from away. So, for years, people in England told Irish jokes, or Cornish jokes, or Welsh jokes, or Scottish jokes. And the people in England are not alone. People in France tell stories about people down the road from them. In fact, everybody tells stories about people not too far away. So, if you were in North East Wales, you might hear stories about those silly people in North West Wales. If you were in the town of Bethesda, you might hear stories about the silly people from the village of Sling down the road. However, if you were from Anglesey, then the people just far enough away to be daft and silly were the Irish. Anglesey, you see, 
was on the old mail route from London to Dublin, from one capital city to another. So often people would come to Anglesey to live from either side of the Great Divide. And in this case, it was Billy Duffy. Now Billy Duffy had some skills. He was a blacksmith after all. He could turn his hand to some very fine nails or horseshoes or even tools if he wanted them. The trouble was, he was erratic. What with all the drinking and the gambling, he was hardly ever home. He loved a good drink. In fact, one night, where our story begins, he was sat at home with his flask by his side and he drained the very last dregs of it. It was empty, all gone, and no chance of getting any more. That's when he said something that would trigger a series of events that would go on for over 20 years. He said, I'd sell my soul for another drink. That's when it happened, the flash of light, the peal of thunder, and the tall dark man appearing by his side. Your soul, you say? Aye, and why not, said Billy, for he was drunk at this stage, and didn't care what he said, even to strangers who appeared next to his chair out of thin air. Well, perhaps I can make that happen for you. Now, Billy should have known something was up with this fella, because he had a really posh voice, and that's never a good sign in stories. I can give you... All the drink you want, £700 and seven years in which to spend it, as long as afterwards you are mine. You belong to me and I get to claim your soul. And what of that, said Billy. I agree to your terms, mister. And so it was. Billy made a deal with the devil. He was surrounded in all the drink he could drink that night. 700 pounds in gold coins appeared in his pocket. And he celebrated for many years to come. Sometimes, money and a little bit of drink can make someone generous and happy as it did with Billy. He was a happy man now he had pretty much everything his own way. And it turned him round somewhat, he became incredibly generous. There was nothing he wouldn't do for his neighbours. And there on Anglesey it was said that if ever you were short of money or food, you could turn up at Billy's door and he would give you a draught of his beer, a gold coin and something to eat. So it was that a holy man and hermit, who happened to live on Anglesey at that time, came to Billy's door looking for something to eat one night. 
You see, these people have a vow of poverty and will not take anything that is not freely given. He knocked at Billy's door and said, Excuse me, good friend, have you got anything that I can eat because I am very, very hungry? God has made me have a vow of poverty and so I cannot earn for myself. Well, of course you can, said Billy. Eat your fill. You see that table over there? It's packed with food. Go ahead. Have what you like. And so the hermit did. He ate his full and left there happy and blessing Billy. No one saw the hermit for a little while, but a few months later, he was back again. Excuse me, my friend. You helped me out last time. I remember you well, Sonny Beam. Why don't you go and see what you can eat over there? And he filled himself up, belly full, up to his eyeballs once more. And as in all good fairy tales, the hermit came round a third time and was given a belly full of food again, a slap on the back and a gold coin. You have been very generous to me. That's nothing. I don't mind so much. God has given me a gift, you know. I can grant you some wishes. Wishes now? Honestly, I don't know what I'd wish for. I mean, I've got me beer, I've got me gold. I'm as happy as a pig in muck. All the same, perhaps I could do something for you, but choose wisely now, Billy. Choose wisely. Well then. You know what? Well, I've got a chair upstairs in my room. A really comfortable one. I think it'd be a swell thing. If when someone sat in that chair they couldn't get up again. <laughs> At least not until I said they could. Oh, Billy, that's not a good wish. Oh, I've got another one. Make it a good one now. Yes, you see this purse of mine here. I would like it if anything I put in this purse stays in this purse until I take it out again. No one can steal from me then, can they? That's a better wish, Billy. Oh, I know. You see this great hammer I've got here? Yes, it's it's lovely. Make it a good wish now. I'm not going to hurt anyone. No, no, no. But it would be really grand. You know, this here hammer, when I set it to work on the anvil, would keep going until I tell it to stop. Okay, that's that's not a bad one, I suppose. Um, are you sure those are your wishes? Aye, that'd be grand. And so, the hermit granted Billy his wishes and left him. And now a few more years roll by until we come to six years and eleven months and thirty days. And Billy had almost run out of his money. Well, if you've got the £700 and seven years to spend it in, you do find that it goes. And £700 was a lot of money in those days. An awful lot of money. And so it came as no surprise to Billy when the next day he heard a knock at his door. 
the tall man in black was back again, and there was no doubt in Billy's mind what he had come for. But Billy had had time to think. So, Billy, have you enjoyed your gifts? Aye, it was grand, sure enough. Have you enjoyed your money? Aye, that was grand too. And did you enjoy your beer? Ah, oh, now that was the grandest of the lot of them. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it all, because now your soul belongs to me, and trust me, my little demons are going to enjoy playing out on your flesh. Oh, right, well, it's only fair, I suppose. I mean, I did agree to it in the end. But do you know what? I've got this little commission here. Somebody wanted these uh, horseshoes finishing up. Would you mind giving me a hand and then I'll go along with you happily, old boy. Oh, very well then. Just grab that hammer over there and beat it out on the handrail. What, this one here? And the devil grabbed the enchanted hammer. He struck it upon the anvil. And again. And again, and again, and again, and again, the devil could not stop. The hammer kept going over and over and over again on the anvil until the devil's hand was raw from holding it. His shoulder was aching and Billy was laughing in the corner like a drain. Billy quietly shut up his workshop and left the devil at it, hammering away on the anvil, scared to let go of that hammer. In fact, all the people in that neighbourhood came to see and peek through the cracks at the devil moaning and cursing and crying for mercy from Billy and his magic hammer. After three days, Billy relented and went into the workshop and spoke to the old boy. Well then, fella, what you going to do for me? I'll do anything you want, Billy. Just please stop. Stop this wretched hammer from hammering. Well, what you going to offer? I'll give you another seven years and, and twice as much money. Oh, now that's not a bad deal at all. And so, Billy let the devil go to nurse his aching shoulder and back. And he enjoyed another seven years and twice as much money as before. This seven years passed with as much fun as the first and Billy managed to spend twice as much money in that time. That's inflation for you. Ask your parents. And so, as the end of another seven years came along, the devil appeared again. This time he knew better than to go anywhere near the workshop. The devil thought he would trick Billy instead and he waited for Billy to appear out of the pub 
on his way home. The devil stood by the roadside and turned himself into a piece of gold. And as Billy staggered along, he saw this thing glinting in the moonlight and thought to himself, now there's something not quite right here. He picked up the coin and popped it into his purse. You remember the purse? He took the purse back to his smithy, grabbed his enchanted hammer, put it onto the anvil and started to beat the purse with his hammer. And of course it would not stop. And of course the devil could not get out. He was trapped inside that purse. And he cried, Billy, Billy, have mercy on me, please. I, I promise you th three times as much money and another seven years. And soon enough, Billy relented. He let the battered and bruised devil out of that purse. He turned himself back into the tall, dark gentleman, although looking very forlorn and sheepish and he limped away and Billy enjoyed three times as much money for another seven years. The next seven years passed with as much joy and fun as the others put together and multiplied by ten. Everyone in the neighborhood in the whole island enjoyed the generosity of Billy Duffy. And so, he burned through all of that money one more time. And as the end of the third seven years was approaching, Billy was ready. On the eve of the 22nd year, the devil appeared. He didn't come charging in demanding anything this time, nor did he try and trick Billy by disguising himself on the roadside. This time he knocked quietly at the door and asked to come in. Billy invited the devil into his home and upstairs to have a cup of tea before they left for the devil's house. The devil nervously went with him. He crept up the stairs. Billy, I've come for you and no tricks this time. Oh, sure enough. Are you ready to come with me? Just let me pack a little bag, would you? I tell you what, why don't you have a little sit in that chair over there? It's the most comfy chair you've ever come across. How's your shoulder? Still sore. Well, sit down and relax. I'll put the kettle on and I'll get everything ready. And so the devil sat down in the comfy chair. And it was, oh, it was so wonderfully comfortable. He practically sank into it. Billy made the tea. As the devil shut his eyes and began to dream of the revenge he would have upon Billy Duffy, the blacksmith, when he got him to his own home. Ow! Ow! 
ow, 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 ow. Something was pinching the devil's nose. Ow, ow, ow. He opened his eyes, and there, in front of him, was Billy. A pair of his blacksmith's tongs in his hands. And in the end of the tongs was the devil's own nose. And Billy was yanking and pulling and turning and twisting. And the devil began to scream and shout. He went to jump out of the chair, but found he was stuck. He couldn't move. He'd been tricked by Billy a third time. This was getting ridiculous. Billy, please, please let go, please let go. But Billy was pulling on that nose as hard as he could. Let go, let go, I will give you as much time and as much money as you want. And just as he said so, a red hot piece of the devil's nose snapped clean off in the end of those tongs. I'll take you up on that offer, said Billy. And so the devil had to give him exactly what he wanted if he wanted to go free. Billy Duffy went on to live for many more years. In fact, to a ripe old age. And he was rich and generous and drunken and gambling and all the same old things. But people put up with him, because he was, after all, Billy Duffy, a blacksmith who had beaten the devil. And one day, he grew weary of life. His bones were getting old and aching, and all the money and drink in the world didn't help with any of that. And so he decided he'd had enough, and went to give himself over to the devil once and for all. He wound his weary way to the gates of hell and thumped and knocked upon them. Who is it? cried one of the demons. It's Billy Duffy, said Billy. At which point the devil cried out, Billy Duffy, don't let him in here. If he gets in, he'll ruin us all. And so they locked the gates of hell on him. Having no other choice, he decided to make his way to heaven. And when he got to the gates there, St. Peter said to him, There's no place for you here. You're a drunkard and a gambler. No admittance, bold and bad man. So what was Billy to do? Well, he took that piece of the devil's nose that glowed red hot and went back to earth. And together they still roam the world as the Will-o'-the-Wisp. And there you have it. The story of the blacksmith and the devil as it was told in Wales nearly 150 years ago and I hope will be told for 150 more.
Mi fydd ein stori nesaf yn y Gymraeg. Our next story will be in Welsh. Am fwy o wybodaeth ac ebookion ni, ewch at cyfarwydd.cymru. For more information and to book us, go to cyfarwydd.cymru. Thank you.